Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning again, I must say. I am grateful to be back at Grace after leading camp for junior high kiddos from all across Texas at Camp Allen. This was a special week for me as Luke, my oldest, was in the campsite, as well as my youngest, Andrew. Andrew was our camp kid and he was a rock star to say the least. It was also special as Noah was in the campsite right next to us, and there were a number of Grace kiddos who were there as well, including our youth minister, Craig Harland, my partner in crime for the week. Well, to say it was hot would be an understatement. Would you all agree? Yes, it was hot and dry as it hadn't rained much at Camp Allen all summer. Craig, our youth minister, shared with me as he helped to lead, and he also shared his love of movies with the kiddos. Our religious programming, if you can believe this, was inspired by watching The Princess Bride. Yay! How many of you guys have seen it? almost everybody in here. If you haven't, it's a great film. And then The Bridge to Terabithia. Both of these movies generated some pretty lively discussion with 12 and 13 year old boys and girls. But also, both of these movies carry some pretty important timeless truths and themes. And one is a theme that we carried throughout our week at camp and that is this notion of unconditional love. That was the theme of our camp, about how Jesus loves us no matter what, and that unconditional love enables us to do things we might not think possible. So, at the beginning of camp, when all the counselors are gathered around, the campers haven't come yet, we meet. And the one challenge that I gave to our camp counselors this week was simply to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus to the campers all week. What does that mean? Love them unconditionally. Have extreme patience. Oh, that's a big one. Walk with them, not in front of them, not behind them, but walk with them. Encourage them, spend time with them, invest in them, love them fiercely in the time that you have with them. Be rich in your offering of time, love, and acceptance. Well, I know this was a big ask for these young counselors. Most of them are either in high school or the first part of college. And perhaps it might sound easy to us, and well, maybe commonplace, just be like Jesus, right? But I will say, 
offering unconditional love to 12 and 13 year olds in the blazing Texas heat for a week can't be easy. But truly, and I say this with all of my heart, camp is a great place to watch unconditional love play out. You see, most kiddos come just with themselves and whatever they can stuff in their trunk. They're away from home and all the creature comforts that home provides. Basic things like most of the day being able to be in AC, having a regular routine, and for some, I notice especially this year, for some boys, just being away from the video games, that was hard. And nearly all, being away from their phones was almost torture. And so, these kiddos, without most of their possessions, show up to sleep on hard wooden bunk beds. Counselors and directors, too, were not immune to sleeping on hard wooden bunk beds. They share bathrooms, they share living space, and they follow a certain cabin covenant all week, the certain rules that are in place. Is that right, Kat? Yes, shaking your head, yes. Okay, it's rustic and uncomfortable, but something magical seems to happen, as I've seen it over and over. Through the loss of possessions, routines, and creature comforts for a week, something special and lovely begins to bubble up and emerge. Budding relationships, Dependence upon one another rather than things like video games and phones. Kiddos are actually talking to one another, looking one another in the eye. Oh my gosh, so old fashioned, huh? Unity emerges despite differences. Rallying and cheering for one another. Harmony by way of collective working together as a group. For instance, every day there's something called cabin cleanup. Kat, do you like cabin cleanup? Oh, you do? Okay, well, I'm about to tell everybody what cabin cleanup is. Well, cabin cleanup, if done well, guarantees that your cabin gets to eat first at mealtimes for the entire day. You don't have to wait. You just go in and you get your food, you sit down, and you don't have to scarf it down. It's a really lovely thing. But it also guarantees you, and this is way better. I hope you agree with me, Kat. First choice at canteen time. So canteen is when, in the middle of the afternoon, you go and get a snack whether it be a delicious assortment of ice cream or Dr. S Dr. Pepper slushies. Those await those who rose to the top of cabin cleanup. Small things in the real world I know, easily accessible for most, but in camp, it's huge. 
So the beauty of camp for me is watching miracles unfold. Small miracles, not really big ones. Campers conquering their fears, befriending those they might not in the real world, if you know what I mean. Being open in ways that they may not be so inclined to do at home with all the creature comforts and things that make life comfortable and easy. A deepening of faith and trust in God. An openness to God's gentle touches and whispers that come from fishing on a dock, canoeing on the lake, my favorite, paddleboarding with my seven-year-old, Andrew. Countless walks along the dusty trails and rickety bridges to get to meals. And again, only bringing themselves and recognizing that relationships with one another, community formed by hours spent together in a wooden cabin, sharing space and resources, including gummy bears and Sour Patch Kids, all of this bonding in some mysterious way that God is orchestrating. And so all of this creates a small community, a small community of just goodness, where greed and the need to acquire just simply isn't there. Instead, Sharing happens, relationships form, community emerges, and purpose, a main purpose, rises up. This is what camp embodies for me, and this is why I love it so, because it gives us a glimpse of what can be, that it is possible to be rich towards God and towards others and towards nature. God's beautiful gift to us that is supremely dis on display at Camp Allen. And those who have been there know what I'm talking about. These are the kinds of things that Jesus invites us to embrace and strive for. That sometimes in the real world gets buried or overlooked or just simply forgotten about. And this is where I can't help but think about the gospel text this morning. Really and truly, this greedy farmer should have gone to camp. He should have spent a week in the piney woods with 12 and 13 year olds. Because if he would have, he would know what Jesus is speaking about. He missed out on learning to think less of himself and more on things that last. Had he gone to camp, he would have learned that life isn't about the accumulation of stuff. So this greedy farmer, he had so much, but it didn't stop there, he wanted more. So much so, he wanted to tear down his current bar barns because they weren't big enough to store everything that he wanted to accumulate. This man didn't seem to be held captive by money. It was his greed, his insatiable appetite for more and more, to fill his life up with stuff, possessions, those things that we can touch, 
We can contain, accumulate, house and order, take accounting for, put on display, and essentially brag to others about what we have and how great it is. But these are exactly the things that God warns will never satisfy, that will never fill one's life with meaning. In reality, stuff will never give us what our hearts are truly yearning for. The things that create meaning are those things that can't be bought, that can't be ordered and contained in some neat and orderly way. Those things that are much harder to lay our hands on, that take time to cultivate, that aren't easily accounted for. Again and again, when I read the Gospels and in the life of Jesus, we see how what is important to him is relationships with people and with God community, experiences, those are exactly the things that offers me and you an abundant life. Those are the things that allow one to grow rich. Because the richness we spend on God, as a friend gently reminded me recently, is the only richness we will keep in the end. Everything else goes away. Most often, those things that can't be bought or stored are what lead to a life of abundance. They are what bring the deepest joy. And that, my friends, is what God wants for us all. That is, to an experience, an abundant life, unencumbered by all that gets in the way. You know what it is for you. I know what it is for me. It's whatever gets in the way of experiencing God and knowing joy so deep it almost hurts. It's being open to miracles and mystery, the mystery of God. It's thinking that if I just get this, then I know I will be happy once and for all. No. If I could say anything, I would say this. Let something go. Whatever rises up in your mind that keeps you from living abundantly, let it go. Or if you're like me, work towards letting it go. Do the opposite of the greedy farmer who wanted to build a bigger barn to store more. Let something go. Whether it's stuff, a relationship that needs pruning or needs to exit your life. An activity that's no longer serving you well, you know what it might be. Let it go. 
and promise yourself to not pick it up anymore. Ask God for help. Trust that in letting it go, this opens you up for something else. Perhaps something so much better, more life-giving and good. Abundance. Jesus wants us all to have an abundant life. And I want this more than anything for you all, God's people. I want that more than anything else, truly, because that is when you know you've come near to the kingdom of God and you are sitting at the breast of Jesus. That is when you know your life is rich. And that, my friends, is something that can never be taken away from you. So for me, the lessons of camp are far-reaching. I suppose that's why, even as an adult, I go every year, just like when I was a kid. (laughs) What kids at camp this summer got so very right, this greedy, misguided farmer got so, so wrong. Let us draw near to the hearts of these campers and remember, like they, that the richness we spend on God is truly the only richness we'll have in the end. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen and amen.